another MLEX podcast. I'm Mike Swift, MLEX's Chief Digital Risk Correspondent here in San Francisco, California. And it, it was an extraordinary uh, week here in federal court in San Francisco, uh, particularly in the high stakes litigation between Uber Technologies and Waymo, uh, Google's self-driving car unit, over the alleged theft by Uber of trade secret technology. And uh, here to tell us uh, about the testimony is Amy Miller, our senior reporter for privacy and data security. Welcome, Amy. Hi, Mike. So um, give us a brief overview of what happened this week. Well, uh, in in an unusual move, the trial was postponed for a second time after the judge overseeing the case got an explosive letter uh, from federal prosecutors. The letter was written by a former Uber security uh, employee who alleged that Uber had a team dedicated to stealing competitors' trade secrets and using technology to cover their tracks, uh, such as disappearing messages or using servers that wouldn't store information on Uber's main computer system. And so the judge uh, ordered executives from Uber to come in and testify and ordered the former employee of Uber to come in and testify about the letter. Yeah, it was an extraordinary scene. I mean, you were there for the whole thing, all two days of testimony. I was there for only a little bit. But um, so often with these cases, you know, by the time you get to the eve of trial, you've had months and years of uh, maneuvering and thousands of pages of filings. And everything feels very sort of orchestrated and this was amazing because it felt like, you know, um, this whole thing was unfolding right in real time. And, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, it, it was a very unusual uh, uh, hearing because it's very unusual for federal prosecutors to send evidence over to a judge in a, in a civil case. And so this, was, this letter was sort of out of the blue. And everyone came in. It was, it was packed. Uh, lots of lawyers there, people representing some of the criminal sides of this case, as well as the civil attorneys. It was hard for the reporters to get seats sometimes. Um, and it was a very tense tense hearing because the judge, William Alsip, uh, who has a reputation for being tough on lawyers, was in uh, rare form. He was angry, and he used phrases like accusing uh, Uber of covering things up, saying they were misleading, lying, withholding evidence, and he wanted everything out in the open. Um, The lawyers were sort of bickering at first, trying to keep some of this under seal, and Alsop was having none of it. He was saying, it's it's time to make this all public. I'm shocked that I received this letter, and the public's going to find out as much as we can about it. And it was... uh, it was a tense hearing. The lawyers were uh, anxious, to put it mildly. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty amazing stuff. Um, so here's there's a new main character in the Waymo Uber case. Um, tell us about that, that's sort of the new cast of characters. Right, right. Uh, so the case up until last week uh, had, largely, had largely centered around Anthony Lewandowski, who was a former engineer for Waymo who left to join Uber and allegedly took 14,000 Waymo documents containing valuable trade secrets with him. Um, But now it's really centering around, has lately centered around this guy named Richard Jacobs, who was uh, a manager in the security team, and he was responsible for uh, dealing with overseas issues, regulatory issues, legal issues, that kind of thing, Uh, security, making sure that drivers were safe, all of those types of things. 
Um, and he had been let go from the company uh, and had hired an attorney. He was obviously not happy about having been let go and hired an attorney who wrote a letter to Uber uh, discussing a whole wide range of uh, just bad behavior, bad corporate behavior on Uber's part, just shady, shady behavior, and included a reference to the Waymo Uber case that they were, that Uber had uh, tried to steal or had stolen trade secrets from Waymo. Um, and that letter uh, was eventually sent to, to Uber's general counsel, Angela Padilla. So um, this uh, kind of bombshell 37-page uh, letter, how, how did that get into the hands of the U.S. Attorney's Office? Uh, Uber's litigation counsel, Angela Padilla, sent it. Uh, she tried. To, she was on the witness stand, and she tried to characterize Jacobs as uh, an extortion artist, basically, saying he was an underperforming employee who himself had been caught stealing documents, and he was going to be fired, and he was unhappy, and he wanted some money. And so she said she wanted to take the air out of his extortionist balloon, and so she sent it to... Uh, federal prosecutors in D.C. and New York and San Francisco and said that they should just battle it out for themselves for whoever gets to, to take over the investigation. So Judge Alsop can uh, sometimes be quite a colorful character. Yes. Tell us a little bit more uh, about his reaction in this case. Well, like I said, he was, he was uh, irate. He was, he was very upset and felt like he had been misled. So, um, and also had already taken the rare step in May of referring uh, the case to criminal uh, prosecutors, uh, the claims over Lewandowski having stole the, the files. Um, so, uh, in this particular instance, when it came to Jacobs, Alsop was most concerned about the fact that Uber may have been concealing evidence that Waymo had been seeking to prove its case. So he was mostly concerned with uh, use of, uh, of programs such as Wicker, which would encrypt messages and then delete them shortly after they were sent to hide their conversations. Uh, Uber apparently also bought non-company laptops for employees from outside vendors. Uh, and they used wireless routers rather than company Wi-Fi to keep information off Uber servers. And Jacobs even claimed that Uber used CIA operatives to help make sure all of this information was kept secret. And um, so that's that's what Alsop was most concerned about, that somehow or another Uber's uh, shady activities had hidden evidence that uh, Waymo had been searching for and had been unable to find. Right. He right. had, yeah. So, um, speaking of shady activities, I mean, tell us a little bit more about uh, Mr. Uh, Rick Jacobs, um, the, the former uh, security official at Uber who had received a very large payment with his lawyer already from Uber. I mean, did it appear to you like he was eager to take down his former employer on the witness stand? No. Uh, Jacobs really dialed back a lot of the more explosive claims that he had made in that letter. Uh, he was saying that... He had, hadn't had enough time to really review it. He wasn't sure if the statement about Uber stealing Waymo's trade secrets were true because he'd only had 20 minutes to review the letter when he was on vacation with his wife. And it also came out during his testimony that Uber had paid him $4.5 million as part of a settlement of some sort of lawsuit that he had filed after he had been uh, fired from, from Waymo. And also that Uber had paid his attorney uh, $3 million. 
So uh, it made it very hard to believe um, Uber's argument that this guy was an extortion artist making fantastical claims like uh, Uber's attorneys and other employees were arguing because Judge Alsop said, you don't pay that kind of money for BS. And it, <laughs> it, 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 it was a strong, uh, I don't know how Uber's going to get past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it really doesn't seem like this is, this is uh, the best moment for Uber. I mean, how, how bad is this situation for Uber, do you think? It's not good for Uber. Like I said, Judge Alsop, he, he has a reputation for being tough on lawyers in court, and this was no exception. Uh, he was very upset with the attorneys in court, uh, and he told Uber's lawyers that he can't trust what they say because they've, quote-unquote, lied so many times. Uh, I think one of our favorite quotes was, your client is in a bad way now because you've made me upset. And you know, he did concede. He did take, okay, it's possible that Jacobs is just this disgruntled employee. That's always possible. These things crop up in his courtroom all the time. But from the tone of his voice and after he sat there and thought for a second about the millions of dollars that Uber had paid this individual, it was very clear that he's very skeptical of uh, Uber's intentions and Uber's actions and, and what they had done. And right. he, he really... Uh, came down hard on them. And like I said, they were trying every every way to kind of keep a lot of this information from coming out in the courtroom. Um, when Jacobs was testifying, there were objections, you know, all the time and and, and also was sustaining none of them. You know, he was pretty much letting the lawyers get as much information out of them as, as they possibly could. Right, right. One of my favorite moments was when uh, there was a question from Charles Verhoeven, uh, Waymo's lawyer, about did Travis Kalanick, the former CEO, know about this? And they all said, objection! But, I mean, do we get any sense of uh, whether Kalanick was sort of in the loop with these sort of questionable activities? I think you did. I think you did get the sense that in some way he was he was looped in. Um, but it was hard to say because they were you know, they were being a little cagey about this and obviously didn't want to talk about that. But it, it was clear that she had said that she had talked to him at some point, but the details were a little fuzzy, I think, at this point. Mm -hmm. She being Padilla, uh, right? Yes, I'm yeah, sorry, yes, yeah, Padilla. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. We thought we were going to spend most of the month of December in trial. Now we're not. Um, give us a sense of what's going to happen going forward. Well, like I said, right now they're, they're, they're gathering more uh, evidence that they can use in all of this. The uh, jury selection is slated to begin on January 31st, and the trial is, begins the following Monday, February 5th. Well, Amy, thanks for taking some time to talk about this. That was really interesting. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was great. Um, I can't wait for the trial to start in February. Again, that was Amy Miller, MLEX's senior reporter for privacy and data security here in San Francisco. As the Waymo Uber case moves towards trial, Amy will continue to document a case that is turning out to be quite extraordinary and that represents the latest legal headache for the troubled ride-sharing giant. If you'd like to read more of our coverage of the Waymo Uber litigation, head to our website, mlexmarketinsight.com. Click on Insight Center and then click on Editor's Picks. Please come back often for future MLEX podcasts from Europe, Asia and the Americas on regulatory and litigation issues around antitrust, trade, privacy and data security, and corruption. You can access our podcast from our website 
or subscribe through the SoundCloud app for iPhone or Android devices. I'm Mike Swift, MLEX's Chief Global Digital Risk Correspondent. Bye for now from San Francisco.